You're listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, episode number 28, with guest Dave Rebro. Hi, small business owners. Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, where we focus on creating brilliant breakthroughs for the small business owner. FYI, that's also the name of the number one Amazon best-selling book for small business and entrepreneurship. The good news is you can find this book in paperback and ebook form too. Just so you know which one it is on Amazon, it's Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner, Fresh Perspectives on Profitability, People, Productivity, and Finding Peace in Your Business. Hi, rock stars. My name is Maggie Mongan. And I'm the anthology leader of the great book that we just mentioned. And today we're honored to have Dave Rebro, a number one Amazon bestselling author with us to talk about your business's productivity, performance, being supported by improving your mindset, systems, and a few tools to improve our productivity. Welcome, Dave. Hi, Maggie. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Pretty good. Thanks for showing up today because I know you have something that small business owners need to hear about. Yes, I'm excited to be with you and uh, to share. Cool, cool. So everyone, Dave's chapter is the eighth one in the book and it's titled, Why Small Business Owners Don't Sleep at Night. And Dave knows all about that because there was a point that he hid in his little world that he was there. So Dave, you covered a lot of ground in your chapter. Well, at the same time, you only scratched the surface of the many challenges that small business owners have when it comes to optimizing our performance in business and life too. So I'd like to ask a question of you because there's a big trend going on out there. Do you mind me starting us out? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, there's this thing called an app store now, <laughs> and, and there's tons of efficiency tools on the app store and other software. Um, efficiency tools are everywhere now, right? Mm-hmm, they sure are. Okay, and that's really great because we have so many more demands brought upon us today and to have some tools to work with will really help us. But I think there's more to just clicking on one and saying, install. Mm -hmm. And I bet you have some wisdom that you'd like to share with us, a tip or two on how to discern which one may serve us better. Yeah, um, you're right. There are thousands of apps that are available. And it is quite overwhelming when you're trying to find an app to help you with uh, your work or a process that you're trying to do in your business. You know, I was at a point, uh, you had mentioned I made a shift and I, and I kind of went through a, a time where I was really inundated by all the options that were out there. Now I'm in technology and, <laughs> and I live and I breathe this stuff, Maggie. And uh, it came down to, I had to step back and figure out what do I really need to do with these tools? It wasn't what the tool does, is what I needed for the tool. So I had to clearly define that before I decided what tools I was gonna use. And there's a lesson in there because a lot of people will just hear, you know, oh, this app is great, you gotta download it. You don't use this? 
Well, if it doesn't serve your purpose, there's no use for you downloading that app. Um, I know I have clients, Maggie, that have hundreds of apps on their mobile devices. And I ask them, I'm like, do you really use these apps? No, I really use about four or five of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, they took the process where let's download hundreds of apps and figure out which one works for me. Where I look at it, let's figure out what I need from the app first, and then let's look for the app that serves that purpose. So I actually, to be honest with you, I streamlined down at one time to three apps. Wow, yes, three apps. I streamed out, lined down to a calendar. I streamlined down to a app, which is a re reminders app. And I actually streamlined down to an app called Evernote. These three apps served the purpose that I have or my processes I have in my business. And it makes it a lot easier to concentrate on a fewer amount of apps than when you're just, you know, uh, faced with hundreds and hundreds of apps options. So the real key, Maggie, is to really step back and figure out what do I truly need out of these apps to serve me so I can serve in my business or work efficiently in my business. Okay, so there's a little deeper process that you're saying will serve us better to find the right tool. Yes, absolutely. You know, finding tools uh, is one thing, but to be aware of that tool and what it can do for you on a deeper level uh, is just as important as how can I do step A, step B, step three. So if that tool does not fit the way you think, the way you breathe, the way you act, it's not gonna serve you and you're gonna become frustrated with that. And once that frustration comes in and you know this Maggie, that overwhelm comes in and then you're stuck or you stop using it and you're like, oh, what do I do next? So we wanna to try to eliminate roadblocks by finding the tools that really serve the way we think, the way we create, the way we process. Uh, that way we can be more effective the way we work. Okay, now that makes a lot of sense to me because there are tools that we use and it becomes frustrating and we just stop. I yeah. see it all the time and I'm even guilty of it myself. And then I go back and explore what else there is, but I don't necessarily tend to look at some of them in the fashion that you just said of discern really deeply what the purpose is and what I'm trying to do with it. Yes. So I yeah. get that. So you just slow down your efficiency because you're not doing the front end of the work of being more mindful is what you're saying. Yeah, that tool needs to be aligned with you. Uh, so that sounds unconventional. Ah. The tool really has to be aligned with the way you think, the, the way you create and the way you process or else it's not truly going to serve you. Um, I know a lot of people download apps that have hundreds of bells and whistles but yet all those bells and whistles don't really serve what they're trying to do, either in a project, in a process, or in a big picture in their business. And really it becomes a waste, especially some of those uh, apps and solutions that you're paying a little bit more money for and you're not getting the results out of it. So really it steps back to, is it gonna serve my purpose? Is it aligned with me? I agree. And and I know that they're being designed to have some of those really juicy, fun little things to do. 
But people aren't realizing that that's the stuff that makes it a non-efficiency tool. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sometimes there's overkill on an app. And a lot of people will say, well, I'm not even using this part of it. And they get caught up in, oh, I, I can't use this feature. or I don't know how to use this feature. And well, it's not that you have to use those features. Those features need to serve what you're trying to do. So really discerning that and seeing if it's, the feature set is aligned with what you're doing is really the key before you jump in and start using the tool. And take that learning curve on. Okay. Yeah, take that learning curve on. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Now that makes a lot of sense to me. And <laughs> you started to go into where my next question is going to take us. You, because you started getting a little deep and you said unconventional. And you're right. You have a very unconventional approach to productivity. And I love it because I'm unconventional, but I get a lot of people aren't. So <laughs> here's my question for you. Oftentimes you are referred as the technology therapist, which is really cool. Hmm. And I know firsthand that that's really how you function because I've worked with you and am forever grateful for that. But I wanna know why other people call you the technology therapist because this is like so cool <laughs> you know that's a great question and i have to admit i did not come up with that um, i had a client uh, that was struggling was frustrated with uh, a workflow and something uh, they were trying to achieve within their business and uh, they were really struggling and i came in uh, did some coaching sessions with them and that person, that client said to me, you know what, I come into these meetings or coaching sessions, I'm frustrated. Uh, uh, there's a lot of anxiety with what I'm trying to achieve and, and what I'm working with. And when I'm done with a coaching session with you, I just feel that I'm relaxed and comfortable and at ease, at peace. You're almost like my therapist. I feel like you come here, I lay on the couch, the technology couch, uh, workflow couch, we have a conversation, and when you leave, it's all better. And when they said, you're like my technology therapist, the light bulb went off. Yes, it did, big time. And uh, I've heard that a couple of occasions after that, and I said, you know what, this is too cool. I never even thought about it that way. I'm gonna run with this. And uh, so I've been using the, uh, the branding technology therapist for a while, and it really truly um, reflects how I, my approach and how I work with clients because it's, it's not all about the skill set and learning the tool. It's really evaluating on a deeper level what that tool is going to do for you and really to evaluate where they're at emotionally at that point I start working with them and really where they want to go and how they want to feel when they're done working with me. So it's, uh, it's not all about the tools and it's not all about the, um, the procedures. So sometimes it's a little bit deeper. And when we can get those uh, frustrations, anxieties, uh, some of those mental blocks out of the way, it becomes a lot easier to work with a productive flow. And uh, that's why uh, I go with a technology therapist. Well, everyone, I can tell you Dave is that. And what is neat about Dave's approach, is, and I've seen this with other people too, um, he has the uncanny gift to be able to work with anyone no matter where they are in their technological journey, 
of being savvy or not, because he dives deeper into how does this integrate into your life and your business? How are you using the tools to really serve you instead of learning, as he said, the procedures? And I imagine people come to you really frustrated, don't they? Oh, you know, there's two, I really classify my clients in two different categories. One, it's someone who has got to the point in using their technology or working in their business and they're stuck. They're stuck because A, they don't understand the tool, B, uh, they don't understand how to apply the tool, and C, there's an emotional barrier, something going on uh, in their mind that is blocking them from uh, working in a productive manner. So yes, um, really that frustration, it's, and I shouldn't say this, but sometimes when you look at that, um, it's really kind of a, you look at it and say, from a big picture, it's not as bad as you think, but when you're caught in that rut, and you're stuck in a wheel of frustration and overwhelm, uh, it's really a horrible place to be sometimes. So yes, I see a lot of people in that category. And then other clients are, you know what, I'm, I get this stuff, but I, I'm just missing a step or tool just to take that next step with the technology I have, or maybe another solution that I could use and how I can apply it to make the next step. So really, it, there's two different uh, parts of the scale. It's the frustration, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do, Dave, help. Hmm. Or it's, you know what, Dave, I know, I can taste it. I'm almost there, but I just need someone to help me, to guide me, to take that next step, and, and I know I can do this. So it's uh, really two different mindsets uh, when I work with my clients. And it's not just individuals. I work with teams that actually go through that as well. There's frustrated teams, and there's teams that are just, you know, a skill set or a, a workflow away from achieving what they want. So it's really addressing those two different state of minds or state of uh, beings, really, uh, to, to get into that productive flow and ultimately get to the results they want to achieve. Okay, so there's tools. There's mindset, mm. there's workflows, and there's emotion. Yes. That's a lot to work with all at once, isn't it? Yes. You know, I find that, and this is going to sound again unconventional, it all starts with the emotional part of the problem. Um, How so? Well, what happens is, the emotional blockage that that shows up or appears when there's an issue um, really is like a brick wall. Um, sometimes I don't understand something. So right away, I'm like, oh, I don't understand this. I'm not good at technology. And they kind of revert. Clients sometimes will revert into past experiences. And to get past those past those blockages, you have to kind of identify them first before you can move forward. Because if you don't identify them and address them at the beginning, I could give you all the best tools in the world and all the best uh, workflows and tips and strategies and methods, but if you can't get past that emotional barrier, you're not gonna be able to take the steps forward. So that's, that's really a, a big thing to address. And most technology or most tech, so to speak, 
Uh, don't go that deep into it, Maggie. No, uh, they don't. It's more about, hey, here's the solution. I showed you how to do it. Now do it, figure it out. Where sometimes it's not just about the skill and the solution, the steps to do it. It's really, wait a minute, I need to step back and say, what's going on in my head or my client's head right now that might be stopping them for really grasping and understanding and getting into a productive flow and achieving the results they want. Well, that's a fascinating point because a lot of people when um, they're dealing with software apps, they're, they want to know the procedures of, you know, I need to do this with the tool. And there's plenty of trainers that just work the procedure. And you do that as well. But what you do is even uh, a precursor to that. And, and you help your customer figure out exactly where they're at, what's slowing them down personally, as well as how to optimize. And I think that's the key word here, optimization not maximization. Yeah. And you help them figure out how to optimize what they're doing instead of a, a tactician saying, click here, click here, click here, click here, and now you're maximized. Well, usually we're using efficiency tools because we're already maxed out. So <laughs> yes. you have a, a very fresh perspective on how we interact with the tools we use to optimize our lives and Absolutely. businesses. Absolutely. You know, when I sit down with a client for the first time, um, let's say it's an initial uh, consultation and I say, Maggie, um, what's going on? Tell me what's going on. And you'll say, you know, oh, I need to learn how to do this or I'm struggling with this step, step, I'm frustrated. What I usually do and I start off with a client is I'll say, all right, let's do this tell me about how you're feeling right now. And we're gonna call this the island of frustration. Tell me all your frustrations or where you're at right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. And this opens up kind of a, a deeper part of this. I wanna get in their head and figure out what's going on. So a lot of times they're like, oh, I just hate it when I have to do taxes and I gotta do this step and this step and this step. I don't like this, I'm frustrated, it never works. Uh, so all that frustration comes out. I want it to come out because I want to see where they're at. And then I say, okay, let's say we're on an island of frustration, but we want to move over to an island of bliss. Ah, okay. You tell me, what does it look like? How would, it, how would you feel? What does it look like sitting on the beach on the island of bliss what is it? What's the results? How do you feel there? And they'll say, oh, if I could just be relaxed and I could just, you know, understand this and go through it. And then I'll say, well, what is it? What is the island of frustration? How is it holding back? What is it taking away from you? And they'll say, you know what? Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm wasting too much time. I don't have time now with my family because I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to work out or I can't play catch with my son, or now we're starting to get into some deeper things. You know, when you look at that emotional impact and the cause and effect, what's going on, and then you can say, well, let's focus on that island of bliss, and that's gonna be our target, and we're gonna build a bridge from the island of frustration over to the island of bliss, and 
on that bridge, we're going to figure out solutions and tools that best fit the way that you think and work. And our ultimate goal is, yes, we want to achieve the goal in your business, but we want to take this and look at it at a deeper level. We're going to get to the point where, yes, now you have the time to play catch with your son. Now you have time to spend with your family. Now you have time or you have the money to do this. When we can look at that emotional result, it's a lot easier to be motivated to take the steps across that bridge and to do the work to achieve the goals that get us to that point. And that's the technology therapist talking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because the motivation is the frustration, but the inspiration is the island of bliss. Yes, yes. I, I love how you just said that. There is the motivation. We are all motivated to get away from um, those feelings. We want to do that, but sometimes we have to be inspired to achieve what we really want. And that inspiration really creates that alignment between how we're going to work and the results. And once you establish that, then it's so much easier to go ahead and work uh, and to accomplish what you're doing. And even if it's taxes, maybe, and you hate doing it, but if you have that emotional end at the end and you can feel it and you know it's there, sometimes it's not that bad doing those mundane (laughs) things you have to do, right? (laughs) Right, 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 totally. (laughs) Okay, so there's something that I write about in the book, and I can't remember right now if it's in the introduction or the first chapter, but I talk about how small business owners get caught up in busyness and we're addicted to busy. And you have a little different way of looking at that and talking about it because I've heard you reference how we make work and we fake work. And I would love for you to share a little bit more about that and why you believe we do it. Yes. So it really comes down to this. If you are lacking the clarity and you don't have a clear picture of what exactly you want to achieve, the results you want to achieve. Now, this comes back to where we're going to pull some of that emotional part into it as well. But if you don't have a clear picture uh, and understand exactly what you want to achieve, um, many times what will happen is you know you got to do stuff. And you know you have all these tips from all these experts and I have to do this method and this method and this method. But if you don't have a clear picture of where you're going, the time that's in between of, you know, where I have to be and where I am now, a lot of times it's filled up with fake work. It's (laughs) fake work because you know you have to do something, but you don't know what you have to do, but I need to do something. So you just start doing things and you pull out, you know, a tip from an expert here and then a method here and you start doing it and you're like, well, wait a minute, that's not achieving what I want. Uh, So you come back and you try something else. So you have all this busy work going, but that work is not aligned, Maggie, with what you want to achieve and how you want to feel and the importance of um, getting from A to B uh, in a different state than I just have to work. So we tend to fill our time with a lot of fake work that's not productive and it's not aligned with where we want to go with our business, what we want to achieve and the results uh, we want to accomplish. Okay, now that makes a lot of sense to me because I talk about the power moves 
um, that you need to take in your business to get the the right performance needles moving in the direction you need them to. Yes. You know, and, and thus we get caught in a lot of busy work, make work, fake work. I love that. Make work, fake work. It's cool. <laughs> but <laughs> I see it all the time. So I understand that completely. Dave, you really have helped us dive a little deeper into our productivity and perhaps the lack of. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I want to thank you for that. I wish we could go for like another half hour and pick your yeah. brain. Maggie, you know me, I could talk about this all day long. I mean, I get jazzed up on this. I get fired up on this. It's truly a passion. And I could keep going and going and going until you turn the lights off or shut my mic off. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I appreciate spending time with you and discussing this. Uh, it's truly fun for me to do. Absolutely. And I, I do know this is quite true about you because you and I are on the same path in our respective houses. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> uh, but uh, before I wrap up and tell folks how they can engage with you further, I'm curious if you have one last tip or something for us to remember. Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, my one tip would be before you get involved with trying to solve problems and putting solutions in place and looking for tools to do it, step back from your challenges and really evaluate and figure out what you really truly want to accomplish. And once you have a clear vision with that and you know how you wanna feel at the end, and you know how you work, and you know how you process, once you have a clear picture, then it's time to go out and find the tools and create the systems that will build that bridge from that island of frustration over to the island of bliss. So please, don't just jump in and just go at it. Step back and really take time to evaluate that. And what that do, does, Maggie, is it creates a process of you being mindful of that as you are working within your business. It could be anything from, I have to do web blogs uh, or markets to, I have this big, huge client project. Take the time to step back and really look at it and understand what it's going to take and how you work and how you process and how you want to feel. And really, if you're working with a client, how they work and process and how they feel. Yes. Because once that happens, the magic begins. Yes. You are a fabulous guide. And I love the wisdom you just shared of begin with the end in mind. Absolutely. And, and the power of being able to say, what is it that my customer needs, wants? Mm -hmm. Because then you're developing it to be, whatever it is you're developing, to be user-friendly on your end, as well as your customers and person you serve. So thanks for that. You rock. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, hey listeners, this is how you can learn more and engage with our number one best-selling author, Dave Rebro. First of all, thank you. Um, 
this is so simple. Go to the book, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. Start reading chapter number eight. That's Dave's chapter. And he is going to, at the end of the chapter, invite you to learn more about how he uses tools and strategies to simplify life and business. And that will be on his author page. Take him up on this offer at the end of the chapter. And also look at all of his social media handles and figure out which ones you live on and connect with him there because he's there. <laughs> and that's, that's probably the easiest way to say it. Dave is there, so please connect with him there. Also, there's something really cool that I want to share with you. Right now, you can see everything about the book and how to get a hold of Dave Rebrell by going to the books app, Brilliant Biz Book. I'll repeat that again, Brilliant Biz Book. And if you make all three of those Bs capitalized, it'll be a lot easier to find. <laughs> <laughs> and when you get to that app, click on the page, Ask an Expert, and you'll see Dave Rebro's name there. Now keep in mind, we have two different Daves. So this is Dave Rebro. Click on it and type in the question that you have for him regarding this topic of productivity because he is a productivity expert. And he will reply back to you. So how's that for a bonus? Sound good? Dave, you gonna play? Oh, I'm definitely gonna play. Hey, okay. hey I have that app on my phone. I love that app. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, me too. <laughs> so now, now I have four applications I use. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you're a happening kind of a guy. I think yeah. we already established that. <laughs> so thanks for your time and wisdom sharing today, Dave. And listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs podcast, where you'll learn more about how to create brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. Until next week, shine brightly.